drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Touch, touch, touchdown, Detroit Lions! Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Eric Oakry, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, talking Lions football every week. You know how we do. And, and, and I want to make this a little bit of a shorter show. I'm going solo, but you're definitely going to want to stay tuned in because this isn't going to be the same old show, the same old things you hear on every other station, podcast, read articles on whatever it may be no we're not going to do that because i'm starting the show hot with what i like to call the reverse rant and that's simply this i could come on here and i could rant and rave about what happened in new england but i'm not going to do that i i could get on here and i could go crazy talking about why does dan campbell go for it on every and i'm talking about every fourth down and he doesn't get any of them i could do that I could, but I'm not. I could go nuts <laughs> about hearing the same old things and seeing the same old stuff from the Detroit Lions. But, but why would I do that here on the podcast? This is the Detroit Kool-Aid cast where we serve it up so you could drink it in. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. You guys know that's what I do on that show. So why why would I come in there? Do you think I'm going to come on here today and easily make a bunch of injury excuses? I'm not going to do that. And here's here's where I want to almost end my reverse rant before I start telling you guys why you need to be excited about the Detroit Lions, both now, in the near future, and long term. We're also going to hit Twitter machine, the Kool-Aid hotline, and then I'm going to finish the show telling you why Dan Campbell, Dan freaking Campbell, I'll tell you why he's the guy, why he's still the perfect guy for this team, this city, and this current situation. So that's all the reasons and more why you got to stay tuned in. There's no doubt about it. But, but here, here's my, to end my reverse rant. This is a, a rant about people out there ranting about stuff they shouldn't be ranting about. And it's simply this. Are you telling me? I heard multiple people. This is news media. This is longtime fans. These are people on Twitter. I saw lots of things. This was it for people. <laughs> They're never going to watch another game. They're not going to follow the Detroit Lions. This was their breaking point. Is this really the hill you're going to die on a week five matchup against the New England Patriots in Foxborough? Where we scored no points and they scored, you know, 29 points. That's what's making you quit on the Lions after you've... You know, love them for, of course, here's the old bit, where's the siren, where people, you know, I'm watching the Lions for 62 years, and they never, I mean, 
every person I hear call it talks sports talk radio has to tell you how old they are, <laughs> how long they've been disappointed or been watching the Lions and why they'll never get it. You know, all this garbage, right? But the funniest thing is week five in 2022 <laughs> in early October was it for you. This wasn't a playoff loss. This wasn't a we should have won the division. This wasn't a deep playoff run that falls short. This is a week five doesn't matter type matchup that we didn't play well, but I can't understand why I heard multiple, lots, to be honest, of people that were like, I'm done. That was it for me. Really? That was it for you? You've been rooting on this team. You've been repping the city. You've been supporting everything that's going on, and that did it. (laughs) That was the moment you can't get past. you got to be kidding me, people. So... I'm going to serve up Kool-Aid today. I'm going to try to entertain you. And we're not going to mess around. We're going to keep this show tight. And we're going to talk about why you need to be excited about the Lions. And I'm not talking about, hey, wait four years. And this is what I'm talking about right now. (laughs) Right now, when everybody's jumping off the way, was quitting the team. Everybody's like, oh, man, the Kool-Aid was no good. Oh, this team sold me a bill of goods. No. And the first thing we want to talk about is the offense is electric. (laughs) This team was the number one offense for four weeks, four NFL football weeks. The Detroit Lions were the best on the offensive side of the football. They haven't been healthy. They haven't had everything go perfect. They were still the number one team. So out of five opportunities, they've played four great games on offense and had one clunker. It was a bad clunker, don't get me wrong, but one. So if we do the math, uh, you know, quarter of the season is basically over. And four good, one bad. I'm pretty sure you'll take that if that pans out the rest of the season. Are you going to take like 12 or 13 really good offensive performances and, you know, three or four, five, whatever it is, where it's medium of the puck, maybe one or one other really bad one, and then... You know, someone, another one, either good or bad in the mix. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're going to take that and be happy with it. So, you know, I think that they can still do really good off things offensively. The reason I think that is because I just continue to look around at this offense where we currently sit with this team, and I see young talent. I see a young offensive line. I see guys that can do lots of things up front to help the quarterback and the run game and the pass game. I see guys like Swift. Swag, T, J, Hawkinson. I see DJ Chark coming back. And yes, we do have a sound bite. Go DJ, that's my DJ. Go DJ, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, I'm getting better with the drops there. We have, we have Amon Ra, St. <laughs> Brown. That's for, that's for, um... As for all the people on the Kool-Aid hotline, especially Bo DeFrisco. Bo, when you call up and you do the gimmicks, don't do Amon Ra and then go right into a normal St. Brown. It's either A-R-S-B or Amon Ra. You got to just leave it with that. I mean, we know what his last name is, but St. Brown out there, you got... The serpent out there making plays, looking extra silky. 
we haven't even seen or even felt the presence of my number two bullet of why to be excited, and that's Jamo, Jamison Williams. Like, this kid's been talked up to death. I, it's almost like he'll never reach the expectations, but my thing is I think he's so good and so swaggy that I think he might. <laughs> I think he might come out of the gates, and before you can blink, he's catching a deep ball down the football field and giving you a dance afterwards. Has a whole bunch of swaggy gear. He loves his teammates. Like, I think that's the thing that will put this offense over the top. But we're talking four or five different receivers that can all do things before you even get into the depth. We're talking about two running backs, an offensive line. And and my buddy Chops' boy, Jared Goff, playing good ball. He is out there throwing spirals, everybody. He is throwing spirals. He is hitting people in stride. And he seems very, very confident. So... That's the reason you need to be excited. The first reason. Four out of five great efforts from the offense. Would like the wins to be there. No doubt about it. But they were in four of those football games. But because they had one horrible offensive and another not so great defensive performance, you want to quit the team. You want to quit supporting this team. No, you need to be excited because I feel like this offense is not only going to be continually fun to watch, especially when Swift gets back. He's a big component to why they were doing some big things and why they're so fun to watch. ARSB gets that ankle right, and J-Mo hits the field. Look out. I mean... I think they're set for now, multiple years to come. Very fun offense to watch. The other reason you need to be excited instead of bagging on this team and quitting, this is the youngest football team in the National Football League. Like, we have young ball players up and down the roster. I mean, our average age I don't have it in front of me is probably like 24, 25-ish, right? Like, that's prime years for guys to get better guys to earn second contracts, guys to come into their own. We're not talking about an old beat-up veteran squad like we had sort of when GQ was doing his thing and then him and a few others burn out and we, we don't have a, a squad anymore. No, this is a still a young, up-and-coming roster, the youngest squad basically in all of football. Like, that's something to be very, very excited about. Now, some of you are like, but Oakley. Some of these young guys haven't balled yet, and I think I'm going to quit on them. Why? You really going to quit on Levi, a.k.a. Big Denim, just because he hasn't showed up yet? You really going to write Josh Pascal off because he didn't show up in week one of training camp and ball for you? You really going to say Jamison Williams should be traded when he hasn't even played a down for us or down in the NFL and we know how electric he is? You, you, you want to write off all these players just because they are not they don't show up day one being electric? It's been plenty of time. Does anybody remember how bad Darius Slay was when he first got here? He was non-existent for his first year and a half. And then all of a sudden, bam, he shows up, he's wagging fingers, and he's in the Pro Bowl soon after. So get excited about this youth. Get excited about some of these players that maybe they're not doing anything now. Maybe you're down on them. Maybe they're frustrating you. And maybe in like four or five weeks, you're like, man, what's wrong about that guy? Look out. Here we go. This guy can ball. I was I was being a little bit negative. I was being a little, uh, wasn't drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. I think a lot of you will be in that boat before you know it, um, especially those that are quitting here so early and on such young football players on this team. 
I already went over it. I mean, you're looking at in the next few weeks getting these guys back. DeAndre Swift, ARSB, Josh Pascal, possibly Levi, Romeo, and that man, J-U-U-U-R-R-R-R-Y-Y-Y, Jury Jacobs. Those guys all might return in the near future. I know you're saying... Oh, cram. Levi's never going to play again for the Lions. How do you know? How do you know that Levi's not back by mid or later in the season? Why are you, why are you writing off his whole full season? We're through four or five games. This is an 18-game marathon. You're telling me Levi can't come back maybe by week 10 and have a great end stretch, and you're writing him in as the def- starting defensive tackle in 2023? Of course you should be if you're drinking that Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Cornbread! And could you imagine if by the Dallas game, which is our next football game after the bye, Swift, Amon Ra, Pascal, and Jury are all back? You know, that's a big boost to your football team. I mean, that gives us a great chance to go in and compete at a high level in that game and and games moving forward. Another reason you should be very excited about this squad, I might talk a little bit about this later, is there is a certain moxie, a certain alpha mentality. When I see Dan Campbell talk, Brad Holmes the coaches, the assistant coaches, some of the players on this team that have been in the league for a while, like, Psh, we got talent on this team. We can compete with anybody. You hear Dan, Dan Campbell's not scared of nothing. He's not sitting here worrying about what all the fans are chattering about. He's not sitting here shattering in his boots. This guy's ready to go. And we've never had that since I've been a fan. We've never had a certain... Alpha. I mean, the closest we got that I can remember is Jim Schwartz had a lot of outwardly confidence and moxie, and that worked for a while, and then it didn't work. <laughs> and then all that moxie and all that um, bravado he was trying to bring to the team bleed into his players being in the police blotter every other day. And that's that's when his, his ship started heading downhill quickly. So I feel like from the GM down, we have a swagger. We have confidence. We have no fear. We have a sense of going out to get dynamic players at positions, premier positions, whether that be defensive line, wide receiver, potentially future quarterback. Um, you know, they just, I feel like they're doing it right. It's just not there yet. And you can tell me you don't want to hear patience and I don't want to wait around anymore. Like, I still haven't seen guys that are approaching the game like this and are, I don't know, there's just a certain, like I say, it's an alpha mentality of, okay, it might not be going great right now. Dan Campbell said they hit rock bottom, but does he look scared to you? Does he look like he doesn't know or think he knows what he's doing? Is this is this a regime? It's like, oh, poor us, you know, we're this, we're that, we're, No. It's not happening at all, so you got to be excited about that. And, and my last big point of why you need to be ultra excited about the Detroit line, two things. I'm going to add a second thing. If you guys follow me on Twitter, you guys can find me at Derek O'Gree. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. You saw me put a tweet out recently that didn't get a ton of reaction as I thought it might. 
but it's probably because you don't believe it. And I can understand why you don't. But I, I said straight out, like I could see the Lions, they're they're one and four right now. I could see them losing at Dallas. I could see them losing at home to Miami. I could see them losing at home to the Packers, which I hope they don't, because I love to beat the smug number 12 every time, twice on Sundays at 1 p.m. But I could see them literally, so that's that's literally 1 in 7 is what I tweeted. I could honestly see the Lions being 1 in 7. And then I think I said, looking at their schedule, the only game I see as an auto loss is Buffalo on Turkey Day, unfortunately. Every other game is not only winnable, I would almost expect them to win assuming JMO's back and some of the other players I've talked about are out there being ball players, growing in their roles and and, and getting after it. So could the Lions just tear down the stretch and win all their games except one, two, three, whatever it may be? Yes, I think that's totally plausible when you're seeing things like Chicago on the schedule multiple times. You're seeing the New York Giants, the Jets. I mean, come on, people. Like These are winnable games, and that's when our team might be rolling not only with health but with confidence and with an explosive offense and a middle-of-the-road, even bottom third defense you can win ball games in the national football league in 2022 with that type of setup so that's why you need to be excited because you're going to be boohooing into the packer game or somewhere around there and they're going to be like oh look at poor us and then they might just go on a stretch they might just rip off a bunch of dub skis and then what are you going to do you're going to be getting your pom-poms out your kool-aid you're going to be rooting on this team um so I'm just here to tell you it's not all gloom and gloom when you look at the schedule and you don't want them to start one and seven, but sure would be fun if they rip off, you know, six out of eight W's or, you know, something ridiculous like seven or eight out of nine down the stretch. I mean, come on, that would be really, really fun to watch. And here's the final reason you guys are forgetting about this. I think we have two first round picks next year. We have more cap space. We will be getting certain players back in 2023 for a full season. Like Mr. Jameson Williams, like Mr. Romeo Quaro, who's paid. Then we will have rush players like him, like Charles, like, I don't know. You heard of this guy before? He will be in year two getting after quarterbacks and unleashing his town. Unleash Hutch. I'm ready to unleash Hutch. So it's not about rate this second. Do I want to win? Sure. Do you want to win? Of course you do. All Lions fans, I think they're just going to roll out of bed and win every game. But looking forward, it looks bright. I'm telling you, it looks exciting. So don't give me this. I'm quitting the team. This is so. This is the what I've seen before. How could they be one and four? Calm down. Lots of things to be excited about. Lots of things to be fired up about. Drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, man. Cornbre- cornbread. All right, I'm going to get my commercial sponsors in here. That was probably 15, 20 minutes just getting after it. After the break, do some quick Twitter shouts here and there, get some updates, and then talk about Dan Campbell. Talk about the head coach. Talk about why he's the guy here in Detroit. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th 
hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers, back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Always love jumping on here, talking Lions football. Even when life is crazy and hectic, as you guys probably know, you're like, man, oh, God, I don't got time to listen to the pod. I'm doing 8 million things. I feel the same way. Busy as could be. Lots of stress. Lots of blessings going on over on this end. But I love talking Lions ball either on the pod or with you guys on Twitter or you guys that hit up the Detroit Kool-Aid cast hotline, which is 989 272 Kevin Smith, Herman Moore. You guys know what those numbers are. 3484 to uh, to finish out the hotline. So 989-272-3484. You can call up, leave a funny message, you can text in, you can leave a voicemail, you can try to catch me live. Might pick up your pick up the phone at any point. Who knows? We got Pistons ball is back. The wings are hitting the ice later this week. Lots going on in Detroit sports. But I, I want to just bring up a couple of these. I, I randomly, you know, throughout my crazy uh, work schedule and things that are going on, for some reason I just wanted to throw out some of these things and get your guys' reaction. So, if again, if you guys follow me, started typing and I was like, hey, was Aleem McNeil worth that third-round pick? I mean, I often don't notice him out there, and the impact plays seem to be slim to none. Now, Aleem McNeil's not slim. He's big plump. But his his plays have been a little slim to none. Um, I realize that he plugs the middle, but uh, the word was he was going to have those sweet feet and be able to uh, to rush the passer much better. So some good reactions from different people on that so far. I also said, uh, you know, do you pay Swift to keep him in Detroit, or does his injury history just scare you away at this point? 
I, I wrote, I think the guy's an elite talent, but based on him being a, a running back and the injuries I've seen, I'm, I'm hesitant to cut that check to CTC as, as Rasheed Wallace used to say. Um, I hate to see another talent walk out the door, but Swift's really going to have to ball and they're really going to have to get that cap figured out to hopefully keep this guy. But he, he can hit a home run any day of the week can catch the football and do everything you look for. So we'll see what happens there. And I also had to put a little something out about my boy, Derek Barnes, I mean, gosh, Derek Barnes is like a guy that I thought was going to like ball this year, was going to come into his own, was going to be a beast. But I had to tweet out, does anyone have any opinions or hot takes on Derek Barnes? He's really disappointing me this year, as I never even notice him on the field. And he still doesn't even seem to be on the field that much either. Um, so these are the type of things I'm throwing out, just trying to gauge the fan interest, get some of your guys' opinions back throw those out as I have time. I also, what's been going on on the Kool-Aid hotline? I'm not going to play a Bo DeFrisco call. I don't think he called in this week. Normally he calls in. You know, he's been repping on the Kool-Aid hotline. The tuna. I mean, the tuna's been all over the hotline, uh, giving me hot takes about the team, you know, ranting and raving, which again, this is a positive show. I'm getting you guys excited. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to read all those off, but tuna, keep bringing it, man. I like your passion know you're frustrated and whatnot but taking that next game approach and trying to uh trying to get it together haven't uh heard heard recently but i hope he's doing well um you know he's a busy man as well and that's cornbread jerry from north carolina you guys know who he is cornbread jerry from north carolina um hope he's out there doing well and gosh frank ribble i gave him a shout out last week he's still all over the twitter machine doing his thing putting out some great stuff and and yeah man um it's just always fun lots of people are are getting real comfortable which i like of when the game before the game starts i'm getting a ton of messages after the game getting your guys a reaction on here trying to get back to you as soon as i can talk some lines no question so keep those coming you guys know who you are out there too many names to list off at this point to be honest um but i do want to give a couple quick shouts to some of the detroit kool-aid cast fantasy league this guy basically, he didn't tell me I have to do it, but I kind of got to do it because I kind of ragged on him last week. And that's uh, Kyle and the old Detroit Kulik had me and him going at the undefeated. And I had one of those weeks where my team didn't show up at all, but I got to give it to Kyle. His team showed up. They showed up big. They really put a whooping on me. You know, I, I did a reverse rant earlier. And, uh, you know, Kyle's team taking it to my team in the Kool-Aid Fantasy League. It's kind of... It's almost a reverse in his mind of, of kind of what happened last year when uh, his team was vanquished. Ohio State is vanquished. He kind of vanquished me, I got to admit. But, uh, you know, I'm 4-1. and one. He, He's undefeated. We're 1-2 at the top of the standings. So it's all good. And then and then Steve from Cali comes in talking all types of noise about, oh, man, Oakry, I'm going I'm to whoop you when we play in the DKC Fantasy League. I'm going to take you and make you un, not undefeated anymore. I'm like, hey, man. Kyle just whooped me, so I already took an L, but I'm definitely not taking an L to you. And I'll see both these boys probably in the playoffs, and that's really the only time it matters. In fantasy football, yeah, it's great to dominate the regular season, but you guys know as well as I do, when you get in the playoffs, it's a total coin flip. You better hope your team's healthy and has a good week that week if you want to take home any of those trophies. Team Larry, I'll see you this week. I know you got a squad. You're going to bring it as well. 
And, uh, yeah, man, I just love all the loyal Lions fans. Again, you guys are all over Twitter creating all types of havoc. Lots of you are just always positive, repping this team, despite the frustrations, despite the record. You're like, nope, we're going to get the next one. We're going to get this together. Watch out for this offense. Defense is going to figure it out. I'm with you on all that. Drink it in, man. So let's, let's end it with this segment, and that's about Dan... Campbell, Dan freaking Campbell, the guy that, I mean, he just had enough, really. He's really had enough. Wow. He, he, he's, he's probably saying wow based on all the injuries and, you know, just he thought his team would be way better, but he's, he's just, he's sick of it. He's seen enough of this losing. He's, he's done. He's going to turn it around. You've had enough of that. This is the guy that stepped to the podium and said this, and I still am very confident He's going to deliver. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right? That's going to be the mentality. That's going to be the mentality, everybody. I know you guys are out there like, but I agree. Look at the decisions. The guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's not winning. Like, come on. Hey, I'm going I'm to tell you why right now that Dan Campbell is the guy. He's the guy in life he's the guy for this job he's the guy for detroit and the first the first reason is something i hinted on earlier you guys can nitpick you can play that you know hindsight game all you want i'm still all for dan campbell's aggressiveness overall not only just on the football field in life I feel like this guy is not afraid. He also is very calculated in what he does. I, I know all the analytics people and imagine that all the people on Twitter and whatnot that are always 100% after the fact are going to kill him. But this guy, he's not just doing this on a whim. Dan Campbell is is trying to be a great, trying to show confidence in his team. He's trying to... You know, put points on the board. He's trying. This is the thing that bugs me. Again, like kind of a rant on a rant from earlier. Like, do you remember all the people when like Jimmy Caldwell, the Reverend, my favorite neighbor, but not my favorite head coach, would always be like fourth and one, and he'd punt, or he'd be ultra conservative, or he couldn't use his timeouts, or he, you know what I mean? And everyone was beating him up for that. So now we have a coach that's like fourth and one, go. Fourth and two, got to get it, you know, down near the 10 yard line. Why take three when I think I can get seven? Like, I I love that mentality. I think that's going to pay off in the long run. Yes, there's going to be multiple other games where people are going to hate on him after or make cost us a game or two. But I think that's going to win us games and that's going to win over players. And that's going to win in the long run of just being aggressive, believing in your guys Instead of playing this, oh, I, if I would have taken three, then it would be this, and then this would happen, and then that, and they'll look at me. No, that's not how it works. You take every situation in the moment, and most of those this last game, I was like, go. What, what, what are you kicking field goals for in the third, fourth quarter down 25-plus points? That makes no sense. Go for it. So I, I'm totally for the Dan Campbell aggressive approach, the not-scared approach, the alpha mentality, as I said earlier. Here's another reason why Dan Campbell's the guy. 
Yes, Dan Campbell is learning on the job. Yes, I hear people out there, how could you learn on the job? You're a National Football League head coach. Well, pretty much anybody that's ever been good had to learn at some level at some point. He just has a little bit bigger spotlight. You, you ever start a new job that maybe you hadn't exactly done before, but you were in that same arena? It takes you a little bit, right? You're not great from the moment go. You you might have your ups and downs. You might be better than some, but worse than others. Like, And then by year two, you're like, oh man, I've done all this before. I met all these people. I've been in that meeting. I know that process. And then it's much easier for you. That's what Dan Campbell is going through right now. It's going to pay off in spades. So, oh, I'm sorry he's having a couple little issues in his first year and four games, five games. Like, did you not expect that? Let's see where he goes from here. This guy's smart. This guy knows how to manage people. This guy knows how to motivate. He will learn. He will adjust. And he will continually get better. As we go, well, he didn't get better from game three to game five. I'm talking about the big picture, folks. So everybody learns as they go. Everybody somewhat learns on the job. And as long as you progress in a few you know, months, years, whatever your timetable is, you're like, man, I can't believe what I did, you know, day four on this job or at this, you know, place I'm living or whatever. And now look at me. Same with Dan Campbell, man. So... I'm totally fine with it in that area. The other reason Dan Campbell's the guy and all you guys need to get off this guy and stop running him into the ground is because Dan Campbell's a real dude. He's a human being. He's a guy that loves football. He loves his players. He loves Detroit. He's doing all he can to win. You think he's sitting back there with his feet up just like, oh, well, you know, we can't compete this week. Another loss. No, he's trying his best. He's a real straight up dude there's no fakeness there's there's no lack of genuine want to this guy not only wants to win asap he wants to do it for all the people out there wearing those honolulu blue and silver jerseys he wants to do it for all the hard-working people all across this great state he's he's out there um you know just this is a guy that you could talk to like a human being he cares he he loves it, and that's something you can't quantify. You know, we always get in these arguments with Logan Lamarandir when he comes on. Well, okay, I can't talk about heart of the player because I can't get a stat on that. There's no stat for what Dan Campbell has, man. He has it. He has realness. He's genuine, and that's more than you can say about a lot of people out there. Straight up. The other thing is Dan Campbell knows ball. This guy's played for a long time. This guy's coached for a long time. This guy was around. He was Sean Payton's right-hand man for, gosh, how long? Five, six, seven, however many years. Like, he saw everything that guy did. He learned everything that he needed to know. He knows football. Don't tell me. From your seat, your microphone, your chair on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, that you know better than Dan Campbell, because you don't. Okay? This guy knows football. He's a football guy, and he will prove that over time. 
I could go on and on, and all you guys are probably tuning this out. Oh, man, this is that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. This is that, like, overly optimistic show, you know, whatever. Drink it in, man. You guys have heard my frustrations on this show, but did I have Dan Campbell as my top candidate for the job? No. Am I going one game, one year and five games in and saying, can't coach, get him out, start over? No. And here's the main reason why I'm not doing that. Dan freaking Campbell is a leader of men. You hear me? That's the biggest thing to being a head coach. I don't need people drawing it up on the grease boards and trying to show how smart they are, but can't lead the most alpha males into battle. Dan Campbell can do that. He will do that. He's may have had some stumbles and falls here early, but that's what I need out of my head coach. Anybody can get a dorky offensive defensive coordinator that can draw up schemes and plays. Your head man needs to be able to galvanize people when they're down, lift people up when they're balling, tell people what they don't want to hear, tell them when they're doing great and how to keep it up. Dan Campbell can only do that. He can motivate. He's not afraid of anything. This guy is the ultimate leader of men, and that's what you need in the NFL. So don't tell me, oh, everyone loves him because he's funny. Everybody loves him because he he's uh, wearing a racing helm. Everyone loves him because he makes fun of the coffee he drinks. Oh, man, this guy's so entertaining. You know who's entertained? going to be all the Lions fans when this comes back to bite you because I'm here to tell you right now here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast October 11th 2022 Dan Campbell will win a playoff game in Detroit and he'll do more than that I don't know what the ceiling is going to be for him but I know he will take this team to the playoffs he will win a playoff game he will eventually win multiple playoff games and he will be loved by this city because he has all the characteristics I've already talked about. He wants it badly. You're not running this guy out of town. You're not judging him after one season and four or five games. Let it play out. Let him do his thing. Let him get his guys back and just see over the next two years what he does and we'll see where he's at because I have total faith in Dan Campbell. There you go, everybody. That's what I got for this week. Normally, I do a score prediction, how it's going down. You guys know the Lions are on a bye week. Kick your feet up. Enjoy some football. Big Michigan game this weekend. Go blue. Um, More football on Saturday and Sunday to enjoy. I hope you get some extra time with your friends, your family, your loved ones, whatever else you might do out there. And enjoy your bye week because... Next week, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, we got a game to win in Dallas against the Cowboys, one of the NFL's oh-so-favorite teams. Let's get it. Time to get a dubski, but for now, enjoy the bye week, everybody. Enjoy football. Enjoy your families, and I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Back to back. Start the 
Drink it in, man.